Bible reading tonight is from Ecclesiastes 11, uh, verse 7 to 12, verse 8. Light is sweet, and it pleases the eyes to see the sun. However many years anyone may live, let them enjoy them all. But let them remember the days of darkness, for there will be many. Everything to come is meaningless. You who are young, be happy while you are young, and let your heart give you joy in the days of your youth. Follow the ways of your heart and whatever your eyes see, but know that for all these things God will bring you into judgment. So then, banish anxiety from your heart and cast off the troubles of your body, for youth and vigor are meaningless. Remember your Creator in the days of your youth, before the days of trouble come, and the years approach when you will say, I find no pleasure in them. Before the sun and the light and the moon and the stars grow dark and the clouds return after the rain, when the keepers of the house tremble and strong men stoop, when the grinders cease because they are few and those looking through the windows grow dim, when the doors to the street are closed and the sound of grinding fades, When the people rise up at the sound of birds, but all their songs grow faint. When people are afraid of heights and of dangers in the streets. When the almond tree blossoms and the grasshopper drags itself along and desire no longer is stirred. Then people go to their eternal home and mourners go about the streets. Remember him before the silver cord is severed and the golden bowl is broken before the pitcher is shattered at the spring and the wheel broken at the well and the dust returns to the ground from where it came and the spirit returns to the God who gave it. Meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher. Everything is meaningless. This is the word of the Lord. Good evening again. Here's my question. Have you ever had good advice or bad advice? I've got a picture there of baby Yoda and older Yoda. Maybe you've sat down with someone older and they started the sentence, I want to tell you something. Do you ever tune out? Sometimes you do. Sometimes though, there's someone, yeah, you lean in. I want to hear. I don't know what advice you've received, good advice. I looked up just general advice uh, on the internet. Here's here's one. The best advice my grandmother ever gave me... Oh, sorry, this is a grandma to her daughter, granddaughter. The best advice my grandmother ever gave me was not to marry a man for his teeth. She said she fell in love with my grandfather because of his beautiful teeth, so she was very disappointed 50 years later. So... I don't know, I've received good advice. I learned how to uh, take a t- stop a tea bag dripping. If you just whack it twice and just sort of hold it, it doesn't drip and then you can... I thought that was good advice. Um, that's helped to me. Uh, I started a new job. When I started a job, I worked at Wind Television and the good advice there, which I thought was pretty good, they said, if you make a mistake, the very best thing is just call it. Admit it so you can make sure everything is... you know, Fix it straight away. Don't just, don't just hang on to it because then things get worse and... I don't know. 
Worst advice I ever got was doing maths tutoring. I'm, I'm bad at maths. And so the, someone thought, if you spend money and spend extra time learning about maths, you'll get better. No. And I haven't used it since. It was a waste of bad advice. I don't know. I don't know how that rolls for you. I don't know. Um, I got, this week I was in a cafe. I was working and some of the older men from our 10am congregation were there. And it was cool. So I was like, have you got some wise advice? And they were cool. One of them said, uh, as they got older, uh, they learned that priorities changed. And they think about grandkids and, grand, and, and, and kids and grandkids more and more over the years, more, less about themselves, more about their grandkids. Someone who'd gone through a terrible accident and uh, become paraplegic said, I never knew how stressful work was, but until after the accident, I assume when things slowed down, I didn't realise how stressed I was. He learned from that. Someone else said, you work all your life, you get all the money, but by the time, you're old, by the time you've got all that freedom and all that money, you know, then you're too old to use it. I wish I had all that money when I was young. I don't know. I don't know what sort of advice you've got. We're going to have a look tonight at this book of Ecclesiastes. And it's a picture. What The passage we've got is an older man talking to a younger man and sharing this wise, sage advice sitting down with Master Yoda, sort of that sort of thing. This is what Ecclesiastes is all about. And I think it's relevant because here we are, it is the beginning of 2020. I don't know if you've had that chance, I don't know if you do this at all, but to stop at the new year and go, what am I doing? With, what am I doing? What, 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 do you look back? But then to look forward and what do I reflect? Where do I want to be in 10 years' time? What's the decade of the 2020s going to look like? So I think this is really uh, something for us to think about and leading into Ignite to reflect. What will you be like in 10 years' time? Where will you be? So as we look at this, I'm going to pray. Will you pray with me? Father, we thank you uh, for this word from Ecclesiastes. And Father, I pray, these are weighty words. These are weighty wisdom words. So I just really pray, Lord, that you would speak to us by your word. I pray you'd help me to preach. I pray, Lord, that your spirit would just make it clear to us and just open up this word to us, Lord, uh, and challenge us, Lord, about what they mean to us, how we apply them. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, so this is our series on Ecclesiastes, in a series, sorry, in Mastering the Art of Life. Um, we're going to help, I, I come to, as you, to you as no expert on mastering the art of life at all, um, but this is our series at the moment as we do that. And uh, we're looking through this book of Ecclesiastes, a bit of a background on Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes is a book and it's classified as what's known as wisdom literature. So there's things like Song of Solomon's, Proverbs, uh, other in this same sort of book. And when you read Ecclesiastes, it's got poetry in it. Uh, and we're going to see some of that poetry tonight. It's got some stories, it's got wordplay, it's got practical tips. I like Ecclesiastes. One of the things I like about Ecclesiastes is it actually talks just about life. And I think it's God saying, I, um, I get it, I get what life is like. And there's a lot of stuff. And this passage, go home tonight, go home, read it through. Because I've been reading this passage all week and it just keeps on, I get more and more and more out of it. Uh, Ecclesiastes was written by King Solomon. Uh, King Solomon, known for many things, 
Uh, God said to him, what do you want? What? And, he, and he, he asked, I need discernment to govern. And God said, I'm going to give you more than that. I'm going to give you everything. King Solomon was known as the wisest man who ever lived. Uh, very wise. And as Shane reminded me this morning, he, he had everything. He, in his life, said, I'm going to deny myself no pleasure. He had 700 wives, he, had, he was richer, he was smarter, he was, just had everything. He lived to the full, full indulgence. And so Ecclesiastes is his, uh, is, it's attributed to him, and it's his reflections on life. Uh, one of the themes in Ecclesiastes, we'll touch on them, and we see this in this passage, is there's seasons. There are seasons of life. In Ecclesiastes 3, it says there's that famous passage that made a song that was in the Forrest Gump soundtrack. But there's a time for everything. There's a season for everything under the sun. And we see that at the beginning of our passage tonight from chapter 11, verse 7, talking about light is sweet. It's this idea of summertime. Not that, well, I mean, we're breathing in the smoke right now. But when the sun's out, you know that feeling of that hot, beautiful sun on the back of the neck? Maybe it's burning if you're in the sun too long. It's this beautiful season. But we also know that winter comes. We get cold. And we're going to see that through the passage. So this idea of seasons, uh, and we're looking at uh, through that. The other big theme that's going to come along, and we see it in our passage, we're going to come across tonight, is this, this phrase. Everything is meaningless. Meaningless, uh, in the Hebrew, is a word called hevel, which is like... Like a breathing word, and probably the best way to illustrate it, uh, and that, probably the best one of the best ways of, of describing that word is vapor. So you see that there. So what I've got is, I've got the links after spray. But it's a word that means vanity or vapor. Things come and go. So hopefully you can see this, and it's sprayed on myself, or is it? And it's gone. Life is like this. This is what life is like. Oh, it smells. Uh, uh, side advice for guys, don't wear links. It's, absolutely, it's atrocious. Can you see it in the light? This is life. It's a vapour. And it's gone. So when you see this phrase, everything is me, it's just, it comes and it goes. It's quick. Now, here's talking to a young person. If you're hearing this and you're young, you're thinking, I've got my whole life... Ahead of me, you know, it doesn't seem like that. And this is the old man sitting there with the... This is what I've learned as an old man. Life is a vapour. It's quick and it's meaningless. It's meaningless. Here's the other part, other thing that we'll get to. Life is short. I don't think I'm that old. That's a picture of me in my high school graduation in 97. Am I old? Does anyone think... Young crew, does anyone think I'm old? Life, I don't think I am. And then I look at that and go, oh yeah, I'm old. Life is short. Life is shorter than we think it is. And maybe, I thought what I'd do is, I've got a chain here. I'm going to pull this. Imagine this chain, hopefully it'll come out of the... Come around this side. Move this. Maybe this for us, is time. Hopefully. String this up. 
Don't fall over. Don't fall over. Is this going to work? Come on. Here's one I should have done earlier. Oh, you got it. Come on. Come on. All right. Is that going to hang there? Oh. Can I just move the chair back? How's that? Can you see it? It's low, but it's eye height. Imagine life is short. This is time, but don't think the chain stops here, all right? Chain keeps on going to the hall, to the end, up Springfield Avenue, over, down Unandera, down to Dapto, down to Albion Park. Time is long, okay? Now, you want to know how short time is? I've got so many props tonight. Here's a pen. I'm going to put... You probably can't even see it. Can anyone see that pink mark? Can you down the front, can anyone see it? Because it's really small. If this is time, this pink mark is our life. Life is short. Can can anyone see it? I'll make it bigger for illustrative purposes. I'll do the whole link in beautiful pink. Can anyone see it now? Okay, just pretend. Here's the thing. Life is really, really short. Life is super, super short. And so as we read this passage, listen to what it says. Light is sweet, it pleases the eye to see the sun. However many years anyone may live, let them enjoy them all. There's a recognition that life is short. So embrace your life. Enjoy them. Enjoy. Uh, Enjoy life in your youth. If you're young, it's your season. Enjoy it. So there's a couple of things. However many years anyone may live, let them enjoy their life. Be happy. If we have this short life, this old man, he looks back, he encourages us, this old man, he looks back and goes, you have a, a short life, make the most of it. Be happy. He says, let your heart give you joy. How many years uh, you may live, uh, let them enjoy them more. Let them remember there are days of darkness, for there will be many, but enjoy them. Do things that give you joy. I don't know what that means for you. It might be being around another person. It might be that warm summer sun. It might be swimming in the ocean. Riding your bike so fast that there's a wind in your hair. Might be reading that Bible verse that makes you go, ah. Might be that perfect song. I was in Woolworths the other day. This old song by Bobby Brown, who you've never heard of, was on, and I was dancing down. I was like, that's cool. But it gave me joy. Maybe it's getting licked by a dog, or it's working really hard at something. You know those beautiful things. But the things that make your heart just glad. Now, I don't know if you often hear this message in church. Some of you might come to church thinking, I need to keep the rules, I need to do this thing. That's what I love about Ecclesiastes. Here's what he says to a young person. How many years anyone may live, go and enjoy them. Let them enjoy uh, them all. Follow, I'll go to this next bit. You who are young, be happy while you are young. Let your heart give you joy in the days of your youth. Follow the ways of your heart, whatever your eyes see. Maybe some of you have, you know, you've grown up and you've been told, you know, don't look, don't touch, 
This, can be, this is a, a contrasting bit of scripture. Listen to this. Whatever you say, follow the ways of your heart. Follow whatever you see. Solomon, who wrote that, also wrote this cool proverb. You know, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but to search out a matter is the glory of kings. God's made this amazing world, and he takes joy when we go out and we see it. We discover it. Hashtag explore. We go out and we embrace it. Go and take it all in. I'll go back. You who are young, be happy while you're young. Let your heart give you joy in the days of your youth. Follow the ways of your heart, whatever uh, your eyes see. I don't know what brings joy to your heart. For me, often what brings joy to my heart is actually often the times when I'm feeling close to God, when I've got my heart aligned on God's heart. It doesn't happen all the time. Uh, there was a time in high school I was uh, out for dinner with some friends and I'd just, started, I'd just become a Christian. This girl wasn't a Christian, but she started asking questions about God. And I'd read like one or two Bible passages and I actually got to share with her some verses. And I don't know how I remembered them because I would have read them once, but I got to share with her this. And my heart, knowing and seeing her encouraged by hearing God's word, my heart was soaring. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Here's my advice. Here's the advice here. Follow those deep things that give your heart joy. We're not talking about stuff that's going to give your flesh joy. Because Solomon, he's done everything. He's done if any, anything, any way of uh, pleasing the flesh, he's done it. He's done it. Go and enjoy it. But then we get this. But know that for all these things, God will bring you into judgment. So go, embrace life, throw yourself in there. But remember, in that short life, you're going to have to stand before God. We're going to be judged. We're going to be judged. We know that for all these things, God will bring us into judgment. And I read this because I read this and go, hold on. Solomon here seems to be saying this is a good thing. Isn't that a bad thing? I don't know how judgment fits with you. I don't know how it fits on your scales. Some people live in fear of judgment. Judgment from God or judgment from other people and it stops us doing life. Some people live in ways that they close themselves off from life for, for that judgment. But this is the reminder of all these years looking back, go and embrace life. God has decorated life with many beautiful things to explore but remember as you do that, you're going to have to give account for your life. There's going to be judgment. And I think it's a, one of the reasons I think, it's actually, I think that he thinks it's actually a good thing uh, is that the fact that God is going to judge us means the fact that God actually cares. Because if our time is so big, and I've even lost my little pink life, see? It's so small, I can't even find which one it was. Here it is. It can be so meaningless and insignificant. But in light of the fact that actually God cares enough about each and every life that he is going to bring us all to account, that he's going to, bring, that he's going to judge us, it actually gives, on reflection here, it actually seems to give relief. It's like when you do an assignment or something at school and then the teacher asks you to do an assignment and then they forget to check it up. Or if it's like showtime, uh, like show and tell, when you're a young kid, you've got something to tell. 
This is us. This is the accountability and the stuff that we'll have uh, before God. God is going to bring that judgment to us. And judgment, it's going to be thorough. In chapter 12, verse 14, for God will bring every deed into judgment, every hidden thing, whether it's good or evil. And I've been thinking about judgment this week. Sometimes I think, you know, is God just going to do a quick overview? In general, Langdon, you know, is he going to go through every part of my life? Is he going to see me for deeply who I am? And he's going to do that with every... It's going to, and I get the sense from this, it's going to be thorough. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it's good or evil. So go and embrace life. But remember that this judgment is coming. Now, if we are in Christ, one of the things that Romans will tell us, if we are putting our trust in Christ, one of the other reasons this brings me joy is because if we're putting our trust in Christ and what he has done on the cross, then there is now no condemnation. So I don't have to fear judgment. In fact, knowing that Christ, what Christ has done on the cross putting my trust in him, nothing, not trusting in myself, actually gives me that freedom to go and embrace life, knowing that I'm going to be judged, but it gives me that freedom to actually embrace all that God has for me, to live that life that says, I'm actually going to go and embrace all that God has. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. So it goes on. So then, Verse 10, banish anxiety from your heart, cast off the troubles of your body. In light of this short life we live, the long forever, in light of judgment coming, he says, banish anxiety from your heart. And I don't want to make light of anxiety. Uh, I don't know if you can see that there. Miles and I went to a, uh, a conference uh, where the Barna organisation has been doing research from 18 to 35s. And in Australia, we're increasingly anxious culture. Of 18 to 35s, 46% were anxious about important decisions. 40% afraid to fail. 37% in Australia said they were sad or depressed. It is a real issue. It's a real uh, It's a real growing issue for us in Australia. It's a serious, serious thing. And as I read this, I don't want to downplay any of the serious mental health, any of the big issues that people are going through, but I also have to reflect, uh, going through this, on what Solomon is saying. Uh, He says, so then, banish anxiety. Anxiety, uh, that word can also be emotional stress, grief, sorrow, but there's something in this passage about banishing anxiety from your heart that's got to do with embracing life, embracing judgment. And I think part of that is seeing our lives in the prospect of eternity can give us hope. Because if our life is like a vapour, this is eternity. This is eternity. Our whole lives are before us. But God knows about us here. See, if this was all life was, just some little tap 
in time. It comes, it goes, it would be meaningless. But the hope there is that God knows us. And how do I know God knows us? Because there was a place and there was a time when God, just before, just before I turned up, just before our lives, not too far, so I'll just put it right next to it, but that's like, you know, see if I can clip it on. I don't know if you can see it's a cross. Whoops. How do I know that in, in time... You on there? You're gonna be nice. Oh, I can't clip you on. How do I know that I'm not just a blip? Because there was a place in time when God turned up in Jesus and He died on the cross. He took the sins for the whole world. And this changes everything, this brings significance. God thinks we're important. God thinks, even though we're in this tiny little thing, God thinks we're important. God turned up and helps us put, this perspective can help us put less stress in those unimportant things. And I think one of the things that brings grief to our body, brings us stress, is sometimes we do put too much stuff, too much weight on the things that do not matter. Too much emotional stress on that. As uh, the passage goes on, Ecclesiastes 12 builds into this now, this season of death coming, ageing, coming. And it's creeping up on the body. But he reminds, remember your creator in the days of youth, before the days of trouble come, and the years approach when you will say, I find no pleasure in them. Can, um, can you ever imagine saying that? The days are going to come when you might say, I find no pleasure in them before the sun and the light and the moon and the stars grow dark and the clouds return after the rain. This idea, what we know here is when it's a beautiful sunny time but that southerly change comes on. This is what is going to happen in the seasons of our life. It's coming on. And we get a sense here, this next little picture is this beautiful poetry. And it's using imagery of what will happen to the body. So young crew, get ready. We're going to have a look. What's going to happen to the body as we get older and older. When the keepers of the house tremble. The keepers of the house, a lot of, uh, a lot of scholars will think, is uh, the arms and the hands. The keepers of the house tremble. And the strong men stoop. The legs. When the grinders cease, because they are few, the teeth Maybe you can picture some older people that you know. And those looking through the windows grow dim, the eyes. When the doors to the street are closed, sometimes the older people get become less secure. And the sound of grinding fades. The deafness, we lose our our hearing, and all the songs grow faint. When people are afraid of heights and of dangers in the streets, fear grows. When the almond tree blossoms, the hair changes colour. And the grasshopper drags itself along and desire is no longer stirred. Sexual desire is diminished. Young people, you can't imagine that at all, but apparently it happens. And then what happens? 
people go to their eternal home and mourners go about the streets. Then death. King Solomon is passing on to these young people, this time is coming. This time is going to come. This short season of youth, in this short little life that we have, is coming. So embrace it. And he goes on. Remember him. In your youth, remember him. Before the silver cord is severed and the golden bowl is broken, before the picture is shattered at the spring and the wheel broken at the wall. These are these shattered pieces of life. There's going to come a time when the shattered pieces of life, you can't put, they can't be repaired. There's going to come a time when the shattered pieces of our body are going to fall apart. This is the word for us tonight. And what's the conclusion there? It's meaningless. It's meaningless, says the teacher. Everything's meaningless. It's all vapour. Life is short. It comes. It goes. It's all meaningless. I don't know if anyone here, just put your hand up. Does anyone know the name, your parents' names? I hope so. Does anyone know the names of your grandparents? Does anyone know the names of your great-grandparents? Does anyone know the names of your great-great-grandparents? Great-great-great? Is that three generations, four generations? And we don't even know their names. Meaningless. Vapour. Vanity. It's all meaningless. So what is his big advice? It's all meaningless. So remember your creator in the days of your youth. Remember your creator in the days of your youth. Life is not meaningless if the eternal God cares. His passing on of this wisdom to this young person is to say it's all meaningless, but not in light of God. Remember your Creator. I'm not, not like on Anzac Day, you know, it's the one time of the year that you think about returned soldiers, but remember is a daily, take it in. Use your youth. Use, your, use this time, this period in your life to fully embrace, remember, acknowledge your Creator. To not ignore Him. To not keep Him out of your life. To let Him shape your life. And as I said, the great thing is we can know our Creator personally because He sent Jesus. Listen to Colossians 1.15. That Son is the image of the visible, invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. He's way back here. For in Him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rules or authority, all things have been created by him, through him and for him. He is before all things. And in all things, he holds them together. And yet for God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. See, if this is time, and it goes on and on, God is like the auditorium. God is 
all about. We can only see this bit. And all we have is a tiny little bit down here. But God is in all these things. And yet he loved us so much to step out of time, to step into time, to our time, so that we can know God personally, that we can know the Lord Jesus personally. As Solomon finishes uh, the book, he says this, Now all has been heard, here's the conclusion of the matter. Here's, Here's my advice of all I've learned, of all I've done, wise man to younger man, fear God, keep his commandments, for this is the duty of mankind. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it's good or evil. So as we lead into Ignite this week, as we begin 2020, I guess here's my question. What's going to be the concern of our lives? Because for us as Christians, we can either choose, am I just concerned about my life here? Or am I recognising there's more to life? Because there is our life here, but long are the days of darkness. What's going to be the significance of our life? Am I concerned about the things of the now? Am I concerned about the marks that I've got? If I'm cool? When I was in high school, uh, there was a young man who was in year 11 who broke up with his girlfriend, thought he'd failed some of the HSC, exams and was so depressed about it that he killed himself and the sad part was it was such a small part of his life if he could have just stuck in there there's so much more of his life but it all became too much but sometimes that's how we think sometimes these these things and I don't want to downplay significance but we get so concerned about the things of now Am I healthy and fit? Am I a good person? Am I depending on... God is a God of details. and You know, you need to be thinking about stuff. But is that my whole concern? Or this year, this decade, am I concerned about the things of eternity? What are the things that are going to matter for eternity? Is that what my life is focused on? What's going to matter for eternity? A few things. My relationship with God. That matters for eternity. Is that going to be the focus of my life? What about people that do not know God? That do not know God? Because at the end of this, wherever this ends, and it will, we're going to meet God, there's going to be judgment. What about those in this world that do not know God? Is that the concern of my life here? Am I concerned about making this event at the cross known? Am I concerned about knowing Jesus, knowing God, preparing that relate, preparing for that? Am I trusting in God? What's going to be the concern of our lives? Remember your Creator in your youth. Let me pray. Father, we thank you for this word from Ecclesiastes. There's so much in it. There's so much. But Lord, I pray for us as we ask that question. What's going to be the concern of our lives? Our lives are short, like vapour. 
meaningless, except in light of you. So I pray, Lord, that you would challenge us this week, this year, leading into 2020, leading into the next decade. What's going to be the concern of our lives? Is it going to be things of now or the things of eternity? And I pray for us, Lord, that we would choose, myself too, we would choose the things of eternity. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen.